friends, hey, this is Dr. Mark Brown again with another episode of Cybersecurity, especially for chiropractors. Today I have a special show lined up for you. It's one that is happening all over the country. I have a friend of mine who actually reached out to me, and she wanted to share her story of how she was hacked and taken advantage of by cyber criminals. This is a gut-wrenching story that involves damage to her family. It involves spoofing people about immigration and customs enforcement, bank accounts, FBI. It's one of those things that you never thought would happen to you. It happened to her, and she's an educated woman. Please stand by for our interview with Miss Rochelle Jackson. Hi there, this is Dr. Mark Brown with another episode of Cybersecurity, especially for chiropractors. But today, I have a special guest that I'm interviewing, somebody who's reached out to me. She was victimized by cyber criminals and wants to just reach out to other people who are here to share her story and let you know that there are things that you need to be careful of. And it is with great honor, I'd like to introduce my guest, Miss Rochelle Jackson. Rochelle, greetings. Thank, Thank you, you for, for coming forward. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you letting me be a forum for sharing. Um, it has been a journey that we've been on. Um, and I say we because it's been effective, affecting the whole family. I'm a family of seven. Um, and um, it hasn't been an easy journey for us. Um, well, why don't you take so us back, we'll we'll back to the beginning and tell us, tell us what happened? Absolutely. As I was going to say, we'll just start at the beginning. So, um, it was around the time that um, my husband and I were having a little challenge in um, our marriage, um, but we were still married and um, very much committed to each other. Um, and the, um, I was working on the computer one day, we have a family computer and I had um, the Windows Command Center pop up in my window screen and and it wouldn't let me access anything and it forced me to dial a phone number in order to get off the screen and I thought this is really weird but we do use Microsoft and um, it is a brand new computer that we just installed this on so I called it um, and I'm I'm not a naive person, so I do, I have three HR degrees, so the wool doesn't get pulled over my eyes very easily. Three HR um, degrees? Three HR degrees. Okay, so, you, so you, you've worked on computers before, you're, you're comfortable. Very this, much so. It's popped up. Yeah, it, it was curious. I was um, a little... Um, a little apprehensive when it came up, but I couldn't get it to go away, even by turning the computer off. Um, it would pop back up. So I called the number and um, it sounded as a legitimate Microsoft call center. You could hear in the background um, voices, you know, kind of troubleshooting and, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> too much chlorine today. Um, but the, uh, the person on the other end was offering to uh, assist with the process since we had just installed um, the account. And I said, 
okay, but I really don't think that I should do anything without my husband. I really am apprehensive. And he said, all I'm gonna do is um, ask for your IP address and take a look inside your computer and see what viruses you have, what's clogging you up, and then um, you can decide what to do with it. Well, that should have been my red flag. Absolutely. And um, I knew better, um, but in my years of working remotely and working um, from home for very large Fortune 100 companies, um, it was nothing to give our IP addresses for them to remote into our computers and work on our computers. So, that's so a little bit of that. Yeah, so that was kind of an established practice. So I, um, I gave them my IP address. Um, they came, um, they said, give me a minute, let me do some diagnostics and some bunch of stuff ran across the screen. And of course they came back that, oh, this is very bad. You have, you know, a Trojan, you know, Trojan something or, you know, some sort of language that is probably completely made up. Um, we will fix it for you for $400. I said, no, you won't. You'll either fix it for me for free because you shut down my computer or we'll just get another computer. And um, I ended the phone call. Um, I eventually unplugged, rebooted, got the computer to start and never had that come up again. But now this person had access to everything on the computer. My IP address gave them access to all of our bank accounts, all of our passwords, everything you could imagine. Fast forward um, several months and I do a lot of work on Instagram, on Facebook um, for um, Young Living essential oils. So I'm constantly posting reels. I'm constantly posting stories and I'm a very um, known face on, on, on Instagram, if you will. Um, and I got um, contacted by uh, someone that I thought was an old high school friend. Everything was there. Everything lined up. So with this lineup, I mean, I, I went back, I checked, the pictures were all there. The, um, the communication style at first was pretty normal. Um, and I say at first, because after a while it started to get scary, um, but it was just somebody that, hey, let's reconnect, let's talk. Um, you know, I'm, stationed overseas and I just um, thought maybe we could you know talk once in a while and you know I said that's fine I'm happily married and I'm gonna let my husband know um, and um, that they, they would not respect that boundary um, and continue to push um, but in that pushing they were also um, very interested in my bank accounts and in my investing strategy and continued to ask me questions about how I invested. 
and I just dismissed it. Um, I had been looking into investing into Bitcoin, so I did invest in Bitcoin on my own choice. Um, but um, they got my wallet number from some unknown way. And um, that one I don't know for sure, um, but my Bitcoin was emptied. Um, and one scam, Bitcoin, empty wallet. Empty wallet. And then I had two bank accounts opened um, with my name and this person's name. Now this happened to be a male. Um, and one was at a bank that isn't even a local bank um, to us, it's Regions Bank. And the other was with PNC. And um, they didn't have any money in them. Um, I put $20 in the PNC account because it was a local account and I didn't want to have any negative um, things on your credit. Negative things on my credit, right? Um, so I, I didn't want to be part of these accounts that were opened, but was put in on them. Um, this person knew everything about me. They knew my social security number. They knew my address. They knew my kids' names. They knew their ages. Um, they knew everything and anything you could possibly imagine. They had a big, um, sounds like they had a really large dossier on you, on your history, your background, all sorts of very personal information. Absolutely. So I will preface this, that the computer that we had accessed um, was our family computer. So it had all of my kids' school accounts because this was during online schooling. Sure. And five and, kids, that's a lot of information, as you said. Right. So all of their school um, information, so their grades, their um, their ages, their... Probably even their social security number. Probably, probably which is, I'm ashamed to admit, I don't even know. But two of my kids got the same social security number when they are first born, but that's a whole other story. Um, and um, it started to get really ugly. And, um, but before it got ugly, they asked me um, to sign for a shipment for them that it wouldn't cost me anything, um, but they needed to have something shipped to the United States. Um, it was some, some packaging that had some film equipment in it or something, some camera. It felt like they'd built up trust already with you. That yes. So this had been a long. It hadn't gotten to the bad point yet. You're still in that trust phase. That's yes. Okay. I, want, I just want to get the time frame straight. Right. So we were still in that trusting phase. I was still in that trust phase where I hadn't, I, I hadn't doubted. I, I, my gut had suspicion but I didn't have enough common sense to doubt. Yeah. Um, well, the you're helping, there was, especially if you said you're helping out a friend and it's not gonna cost you. Well, and it was someone I knew really well. I mean, I went to a really small high school. They, they do their best to make sure that, you know, 
you can trust me. I'm a friend, which is why I'm really grateful that you're sharing this information because so many people don't think it can happen to them. And you're just a great example to say, be careful and trust. Well, and the other thing is they never used my name. They would always call me, hey, babe, or what are you doing today? Or there was never um, the psych the psychology behind it. So I've been through a lot of um, therapy since, but um, they, they never used my name. So it was always a almost intimate words or um, familiar familiar words. Familiar words is a better way to say it because they weren't intimate, but um, a way of speaking to me that a good friend would speak to me where they wouldn't say, you know, hey, Rochelle, they, they would say, hey, girl, what's going on? You know, oh, I understand. Um, and which is part of building trust. Yes. Yep. The so, psychology behind building trust. They're good at it. They are excellent at it. Um, and um, they also, so I would ask for pictures or video chats or something to prove um, that they were real. And they would, they provided them, but well, I'm getting ahead of myself. So they did pro provide them. They did, they did it one okay, short. Get back to the package. Yeah. Let's get you back <laughs> so on track. Before, yeah. So before the package, they did one short video chat where they spoke to me and then hung up real quick. And um, so I thought, okay, well, there's someone there. Um, so after that, shortly after that, they asked me to just sign for a package and that they, um, that there would be no, no cost or anything. So I agreed. Um, there was a bunch of legal paperwork that looked legal um, from US Customs and Border Control, Control Patrol. Um, and after the package arrived, which it arrived private jet transport from Berlin, um, I was asked to pay for a little bit over $4,000 for it. And um, it was a lot of money. And um, at that time, um, my husband was out of town. Um, so I called US Customs and Border um, Patrol and said, do you have consultants that work for you? Because I just got this email from a consultant. And they said, yeah, yeah, we do. The number, did they provide the number or did you look up the number for? for I looked up the number. They did not provide any numbers. Okay. They never provided numbers. They bounced me around from person to person to person. Um, and so, um, but they wanted it paid in Bitcoin or in Apple cards or eBay cards that had to be $500 values. So I reached out to my friend and said, I'm not paying this. They're, you're crazy. And um, the person on the other end said, well, I've put the money in the package for you already to cover the expenses. Okay. And at this point, I'm just like, 
I don't know about this, but I am getting hounded by this fake U.S. Border Patrol. And it's um, incessant phone calls. It's incessant emails. It's um, we're going to shred this package. And I've got my friend on the other end of the line going, if you if they shred that package, that's my livelihood. You can't let them do that. You you, you promised me you'd take care of this. What? Who would do that? You're you're well, the- on one hand, they're, they're pulling your heartstrings. On the other hand, they're threatening you. Yes. And you're yes. stuck in the middle saying. Literally just feeling like I'm going to break. And you've got um, another friend from a long time ago. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> talk about yeah. being talk about being hammered from all sides. Yeah. Yeah. So I paid the money. And then I said, okay, I've paid the money. I want delivery at this location. This was all pre-set up at this time on the very next day. No more questions asked. And um, about half an hour before delivery was supposed to arrive, I received another email from them stating that they had opened the contents of the package and searched them and that they were more valuable than they had realized and that I now had to pay $18,000 on top of the $4,000. So I'm in a bind. My husband was, um, he's a range master for Boy Scout camp. He was at Boy Scout camp with my two sons and they didn't have a signal. And I, I, I didn't know what to do. I had to protect my family. I'm, I'm home alone with my girls. It's starting to get scary. I'm starting to get threats from um, these people trying to collect money. I'm starting to get threats from this person who was once my friend. Well, I, um, I, I, the, the Border Patrol is, is threatening you? Mm-hmm. Or the agency, that's true, Border Patrol, but on the phone. The, the fake consultant agency. And... Um, so then they made an arrangement that if I paid half of that, they would let me have one package because there were five packages. So I knew what one package had the money in it. So I paid half and told them I wanted package C and I would come to John Glenn Airport to get it. Well, that was my first indicator that that was a problem because that's Columbus Metro Airport. They don't get customs shipped there because it's a major metropolitan airport. All of that goes to Rickenbacker. Um, and they said, no, you can't come on our premises, we'll meet you. And um, I said, okay, well then I want it today. I want it delivered within the hour. And I get a almost immediate response from the next manager up that says, we can't release this. this there's too much value in this package. And um, so more, then- More Bitcoins I, to them? 
Pardon? More, more Bitcoins, the more cards. Yeah, more. This time it was Apple cards and eBay cards. And I would have to scratch them off and send them the numbers and then they'd be gone. I mean, I'd look them up. It was instant. They'd be gone. The money would be gone. Because I was, I would scratch them off and I was going to take the money. And they were faster than me. And um, they, uh, at this point, I, I contacted our detective within our local police department. Um, his name is Detective Bird. And um, he had happened to have a connection with um, FBI cybersecurity. So he said, well, let me reach out to the FBI cybersecurity and um, see what kind of help I can get you. I said, you don't understand, my family is being threatened. My husband's coming home. I'm not gonna have a marriage. Like, I just, I just gave away our savings. And I, I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't know that I was doing anything wrong. I thought I was doing right. And at that point he shared with me that he had been a victim of the same scam. Oh. Detective. The detective. Okay. And this and is a true detective. We're, we're just to, to verify. This is a true detective. Right. Undercover car, true detective. Um, actually just did our scout troop um, walk through the police station. So true detective. Um, and then um, he connects with FBI's um, cybersecurity and it takes forever. And I'm calling him, giving him. So the person on the other end is giving, trying to get more money from me. So they're giving me all kinds of information. They're giving me their bank account information, their um, routing information. They're giving me um, all kinds of false information. I have probably 16 emails and different connection points for this person. And I'm turning all of this over. And we finally hear back about three months. No, it was probably two months afterwards from cybersecurity that this was probably some, they said probably somebody in Nigeria who pays taxes on those dollars that they collect. So there's a trade agreement with the United States that we will not go after those specific cyber um, scam there's no, artists. There's no reciprocity to go after them in that country. Yes. They don't accept this yet. And I went ballistic. So I, I, I started to um, re-engage with this person and um, tried to do some digging myself. Um, found the the business based in California um, and I called them and I said this business is based in California guys this is not in New Zealand they're like well they're bouncing the numbers so they they were not helpful um, very very frustrating to me um, at this time my husband is also thinking that because I've re-engaged with this person trying to get more information to share that I'm being unfaithful in our marriage and 
I'm not. No, um, but to be honest, from the outside looking in, who can blame him? I, I mean, I, I did give money to somebody that I didn't know. Um, and if I did know them, then that might be even worse. Um, so he asked me to leave the house. And at that point I found out that I have no ownership of anything in our house or vehicles. I only own the debt in our home. And um, it became very difficult for us to get past that. Um, I'm happy to say we've been through um, financial coaching and financial counseling and marriage counseling now for about eight months. And we are in the best place we've ever been, but we will never see that money again. Well, so let me, and, let me touch, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm really sorry to hear that because I've heard that from more and more people. It's so yeah. hard once they get the money and you realize you've been scammed, you yeah. know, it sounds like they put on some kind of Trojan program onto your computer from long ago where they can watch what's going on, download information, yeah. see where you went, look at your friends, um, especially it sounds like they even went on your Facebook account and looked to see who's a friend from a long time ago that you haven't talked with. Right, which is, we had just had a reunion, which was easy for them to do. Okay. Um, so now you've got bank accounts. How did that go, going to now reestablish in the banks who you were? And you've got so, bank accounts that you said they opened up in your joint name. So the PNC account credited all money to my account and closed the account, no questions asked. The Regents account did the same thing. Um, so I give them great accolades and credit because I was not thinking that was gonna happen. Here I'd had you know service charges for all these months of an account that I didn't have. Um, and they just wiped the records clean and they took my name off of the account and all of my dad out of their system and um, were very professional in how they handled it. So- What's the time frame that this has happened? I mean, we're talking, I'm sensing about a year, year and a half. So it started in around February, March. Um, and to be honest, this cyber criminal just contacted me last two weeks ago when I found a new, so I do a book club and they use a program called Telegram. This person, so I went to sign up for Telegram and within 30 seconds of signing up for Telegram, they pop on the screen and they say, hi, beautiful. And they send me the kissy face emojis. And I said, your, your emotions must be shot at that point. I'm, I'm, I am just, I immediately called my psychiatrist or my marriage counselor actually yeah. and said, 
I can't, I'm marked. I am forever marked. She said, you are. You will be one of those people that they've been able to get money from and you will have to be extra cautious for the rest of your life. Unfortunately, they keep dossiers on different people. And I'm one of them. Well, and um, I'm glad I'm smart enough now that anytime he tries to contact me, I just block and report, block and report, block and report, and don't do any communication. There for a while, I was communicating like, how could you be such an like an awful person to do this to someone? But I was doing that for me. And that was just giving him a joy ride. And I stopped. And now we just block and report. And they're trying to do psychology trauma to you to try and get you to, to do what they want to do. Yeah. But it's been like, I, ne- I have never fallen for a scam. Like, I get contacted by the social security, you know, all those. I've had every scam in the book thrown at me. I never thought ever that I was ignorant enough to fall for a scam. And that's what's hardest for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're you're which I think they like to go after intelligent people as a challenge for them. That is uh, actually what psychiatrists said was. Bank account, what's your investment strategy and so forth. Um, so I, in wrapping up, I've got one last question for you. Yeah. What's advice that you would give anybody out there who's on the internet? Oh, protect yourself. Um, stay, stay as private as you can um you know I had a business that was public so I was trying to stay public um and that's where I got into trouble if you have something come across your computer or you have an app that you're not familiar with that's somebody's asked you to download just don't just don't research and question everything because I didn't start questioning early enough. And if I had, looking back, if I had thought about the questions at the end, at the very beginning, it was plain as day, but go in with a skeptic's eye. Even if it's someone that you think you know, there, I mean, there's so many duplicate Facebook accounts out there. I mean, I've gotten four requests from my mother-in-law. I know they're not all for her. Be diligent and get yourself protected. Get yourself the, the cybersecurity that you need to really keep yourself safe. Um, We didn't have it. I mean, we had some sort of like McAfee something, 
you know, just a basic system. Clearly that's not enough. Um, ID theft monitoring is where we all have to be now. Absolutely. You know, I, I think of it as like um, auto insurance. We all have auto insurance. We're not planning on getting into an accident. <laughs> we hope not. <laughs> but we might. And that's why we have it. And the right. same thing with ID theft monitoring. We're not planning to get hacked, but we might. So I just it want to thank you for, for coming out and just yes. sharing your heart. My, my heart goes out to you. The well, thank you. you through, the pain your family went through, the emotional toll. And even just the lack of a real resolve just leaves an empty hole in anyone's heart. And the fact that your husband and you worked it together really is a testament to your strength. So, well, it's a testament to him too. Yeah, both of you. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I really appreciate you letting me share this message because like I said, I'm, I'm never going to get scammed. That's what I thought. Yeah. Had I had something out there to protect myself, I would be in a different place. So it's it's crucially important. Well, Rochelle, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you letting me share. And um, I appreciate your time today. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Wow. What she went through was just incredible. Certain things I take away from all of this is that, A, she was very well educated, no fool. She'd been scammed before, but she knew it in advance and said, poo-poo, ain't happening. They reached out to her. They got, they tugged on those heartstrings. And once those heartstrings got tugged on, they kept digging deeper until those heartstrings were just a big rope. And she finally had the breaking point. Certain things I want to take away from this is, you got to monitor yourself in the dark web. I don't care who you are. They're after you. It's not personal. It's a business. ID theft monitoring is essential. You know, I've got some companies I really like. Talk to me later. Um, click on like for this episode. It's a bit longer. But, you know, it's so chock full of, of what she went through. So please like this episode and let's get going. And let's be safe out there.